Welcome to the Rhythm of Us podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Jenny Gravy. This past year, we released a book we've been pouring our hearts and souls into for quite some time, and it's called The Rhythm of Us. And it's available now wherever you get your books. Throughout this season, we'll be exploring the five rhythms from our book, as well as sitting with and learning from wise leaders, mentors, and friends in our life about the intentional rhythms that can lead us closer to God and closer to each other. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the podcast. We are super excited that you're here. We're right in the middle of a series where we're kind of diving into all of the rhythms inside of the book that we wrote, The Rhythm of Us. And today we're talking about slowing down. Yep, we're talking about rhythm number three, the rhythm of slowing down. Um, It's what we call step into the painting. And this rhythm was introduced to us by one of those mentor couples we talk about a lot in the book and on the podcast that have been married almost 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are a couple who definitely stands out to us in our life. You you have those in your life as well, I'm sure. You can think of right now a, a few couples that are somehow still wildly in love with each other. They're still growing in their relationship with God. They have the kind of faith and life that really shows a lot of fruit and that you can really look to um, for inspiration. And that was um, this couple that inspired this rhythm, uh, Mark and Dan Foreman, who we've had on the show several times. And they have written one of our favorite parenting books that we go to over and over again in both the toddler years and the teen years. It's called Never Say No. Jenny Always- typically reads it and tells me the cliff notes, <laughs> but we go to it. We sure do. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but we always recommend that book. Um, if you're looking for a good parenting book, check them out for sure. But when we had them on the podcast initially, at the end of the show, we used to always ask our guests, what's one piece of advice you would give to the younger you? And when we asked Mark and Jan, they said, step into the painting. And the idea behind that is to really step in, slow down, and take in the moment, really enter into the life that's available to you in that moment. You know, when you're driving by a sunset, instead of just acknowledging it and keep driving, slow down, pull over, take in the sunset, take in the awe of that moment. If you're at the playground with your kids, instead of just watching them play on the playground, get off the park bench and join them. If everybody starts dancing around you in the living room, your kids are going crazy. Instead of sitting on the couch, get up and join in the party. This life, this precious one life we've been given is over before we know it. And the idea of stepping into the painting is really giving each moment the time it deserves. Slowing down enough to enjoy the people that are right in front of us and the life that we've been given. Yeah, I love the story that you share in the book, babe, how this kind of really crystallized and played out in our lives and in your life. So please tell everybody about this. So they kind of unpacked this idea of stepping into the painting for us. And the next night I was in my girl's closet, putting away their laundry, <laughs> organizing it all. I'm really delighting in that, actually. And I heard from her. I was delay- yeah. delighting someone in doing that because <laughs> it's such a gift. Yeah, don't judge, but I occasionally can be found organizing a closet and just really enjoying the heck out of that. But I heard from around the corner these wonderful sounds coming out of my girl's teepee and Chris was in there and they were just having this wonderful little story time at bedtime. Um, And I heard the invitation, step into the painting. And I will be honest, all I wanted to do was stay in that closet and finish organizing the clothes because I was, of course, doing Roy G. Biv and I had only gotten to, you know, blue. I still had indigo and violet to go. So I heard the invitation, step into the painting, wanted to just keep doing what I was doing. And then 
I also remembered what Jan had mentioned in our conversation, which was the best part of your day will never be folding the laundry. And that was all I needed. I put it down and I ran around the corner, jumped into the teepee with them. They were so excited to see me. Their little eyes lit up to see mom jumping in to join them. We finished out the story time and then we all just kind of, you know, had this golden moment singing Jesus Love Me. And it was just this beautiful moment. While we were singing, our um, oldest daughter happened to be walking by as well. She must have heard step into the painting as well because she jumped in to join us also. And then we were all just kind of wrapped up in this golden moment that I almost missed because I wanted to stay (laughs) and finish my task. Um, And I don't know if you're like me, but I find myself in those situations so many times where I'm trying to be efficient. I'm just trying to go throughout my day and get as much done as possible. And those things are important. They have to get done. But the point of this rhythm is that these relationships that we've been given, our spouse, our kids, our friends, they are worth prioritizing and they're worth slowing down to communicate how much we enjoy them to that person. And that is what happens when we slow down. Yeah, that's so good. And, you know, here's the thing. There is something good and right about putting the laundry away. Right. and doing, You know, that, those are important things. But I think we look up today, you know, I mean, obviously our world is full of busyness. We are moving at a lightning speed, everyone in their life, every single time. And I think for us, it's been so much more even crystallized for us to understand that we have to slow down in taking these moments because uh, we're going to miss them. When we look up right now, we have a 16-year-old son. We love this kid. He's so amazing. But man, he's 16 and he's driving away. And I have to tell you, like, <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, wait. How did we get here? How yeah, did this happen? It, it happens so fast. I mean, luckily we have perspective. We have a cute four-year-old who's taking a nap right now. But, you know, <laughs> all I want to do is I want to slow down. I want to throw the ball with him one more time, you know, and... Um, You know, we're going to get to do that, but in two years, he's going to be gone. So every single day, you know, if you can have this perspective, yes, we have chores and things in our life that have to go. We have to go to meetings. We have to do our job. We have to do the laundry. We have to do the dishes. We have to make sure the house is clean. All the things, like those are all important. But I think if we realize that every single day, if we can just take those little moments and slow down and be in the presence, uh, you're going to catch those moments with your kids and with your family that will literally be the biggest memories. I mean, we, we had a conversation with Gary Thomas, and him and his wife said, look, you know, on the podcast, he said, if we had an opportunity to get a full month's paid vacation to Europe, or if you said we could go back to that apartment where we didn't have any money, but our kids were so little, in an instant, we would forego a month in Europe to just go back to that moment, just for a weekend, where they slowed down and we're playing with their kids. And I think we, through social media and the world around us, we can kind of glorify these big moments. But the real little moments happen when we slow down, when we're in the present and we're choosing to say, okay, wait, let me stop here for a second. What's happening? And I don't know about for everybody listening on here. Some of you, I mean, we talk a lot about, you know, being oriented to time. I'm future oriented. You know, you like to kind of look back and be nostalgic. And so I think for as a couple, we always need to try and find a moment where we can say, okay, how do we both together help each other be in the present, be here today? How did we slow down today? Even if it's just a five-minute conversation that you and I had on our comfy chairs in our office with a cup of coffee or before the night goes down or even at the dinner table with the kids. It's like you look up and go, okay, what's one thing we can do? Well, we all have to eat a meal, 
<laughs> let's yeah. let's be real intentional and let's have a meal together sitting around the table and let's try as best we can today to slow down. Yeah, I, I love this concept and it really comes from the word of God as well. Psalm ninety twelve says, teach us to number our days that mm. we may gain a heart of wisdom. And I love that it starts off by saying, teach us because we need to be taught. It doesn't come naturally mm-hmm. to number our days, which means to remember that they are a gift mm-hmm. and to make them count and to fully enjoy them and be present for them. So we have to be taught. So a great place to start for all of us is to cry out to the Lord to teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to change our perspective, to see our life as the gift that it truly is, to live from that perspective that life is a gift, that my spouse is a gift, and waking up next to them every single day is not a guarantee. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I live from that perspective, it really motivates me to slow down, to maybe put the to-do list down for just a moment, and say yes to my spouse. Maybe it's saying yes to slow dancing in the kitchen together. Maybe it's grabbing a glass of wine and going out on the back patio and just enjoying each other. I think that's what we've learned, that this rhythm of slowing down really communicates to your spouse, I enjoy you, you matter to me, you're valuable in my life, you're a gift, and that is where the true connection can take place. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We'll get back to the show in a minute. But real quick, I just wanted to remind you to order a copy or two or three of my parents' new book, The Rhythm of Us. All right, let's get back to the show. The interesting part is we look across our days and it's just full. There's always something on our attention. And the way that slowing sometimes can play itself out is us sitting down and scrolling. You know, it's the wrong kind of slowing, yeah. right? We're talking about intentional slowing here yeah. with your spouse because you can go, okay, the life's busy. I just need to mindlessly start scrolling. That's not the kind of slowing we're talking about. Right. I think it's always good when a couple can even define that together to go, hey, what is slowing down look like for you because there may be one spouse that's like a little bit slower let's take our time let's go like and maybe they need to speed up a little bit there's another spouse it's just like let's go run 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 run. schedule 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 and it's like okay you need to temper that back and and find that middle ground where everybody goes this is what slowing looks like for us as a couple together not you on a phone or me on a phone slowing could be going on a walk together doesn't necessarily mean you have to sit down but the phones are away and you're talking to each other and so intentionally defining what slowing looks like for you as a couple is vitally important so that you guys are on the same page and you can make sure that it's woven into your everyday life as best as you can Yeah, so some practical ways that we can work on this this week. One is, just like we talked about with serving, it has to be planned, right? We need to intentionally, like Chris said, put this into our lives, and that usually shows up by putting it in our calendar. So one of the things we encourage you to do in the book is to take a hurry inventory, um, to really look at your life and ask the question, okay, are there some areas that we find that we are continually hurrying through with each other, with our kids, as a family? What are the rhythms of our week and which ones are we just rushing right through and not even living out intentionally? So it starts with intentional slowing. So we're going to look at um, what are the moments that we're hurrying together? So a couple that we found when we did this hurry inventory is one in the mornings, like most families, we found that we were most hurried when we were rushing to get out the door to school, you know, lunches and homework and backpacks and Two shoes that match. I mean, that tornado of getting ready is not my favorite way to start a morning. And so we found that, okay, in order to 
as Dallas Willard says, ruthlessly eliminate hurry from that area of our lives, it required us to do some prep work the night before. And it is amazing how just a little bit of intentionality can actually eliminate that hurry and that chaos and that tension from the morning and actually make it enjoyable. So when we began to look at what can we do the night before, we can lay out outfits, we can agree upon (laughs) outfits with all of our girls, we can have everything as much as possible prepared the night before, then we can actually enjoy the morning. I also think too, you know, a lot of times, depending on where we are in our season of life or season of marriage, we'll fill it with busyness because maybe we're a little afraid of the slowing, Mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, we have to have this conversation, but if we're just busy and we're doing all the things and it is the laundry and it's the sporting events and it's work and it's, there's all this justification, but I think at the core of a thriving marriage, what we talk about, right? We We want to create a thriving marriage. We want Jesus at the core. I think oftentimes we look up, if we're busy in all these other areas, more than likely we're not slowing with Christ and having that first intimate conversation and encounter with him because that should be the foundation of everything that we're doing and then in it depending on if there's a tough season there's maybe something you don't want to maybe there's a hard conversation you want to have with your spouse but you know sometimes we just fill it with busyness and slowing is a way for you to stay connected and start to unpack some of those things you need to work on and ultimately like we're talking about get in rhythm so no matter where you are as a couple and the journey you're on, we are encouraging you. You know, take that one first step. Doesn't mean you have to go, okay, get over here. Let's take five hours and let's slow down and talk. It could just be a simple cup of coffee conversation for five minutes, a stroll through your neighborhood. Um, and, you know, and away for us, one of the things I, I realize, I move just always fast. My brain is always thinking I'm always trying to do work. I enjoy working. It's something that I really like to do. Um, and we just found, for me, one of the rules that we need to kind of inst- establish in our life and in our marriage was, hey, when you get off work and you're getting ready to walk through that door, be ours. Be present, be ours, slowly walk through that door and be ready to embrace a child screaming to grab your name, to kiss your wife, to give her a hug and give them your full attention. Because I would walk in the house on the phone and kind of giving the finger like, hold on, I'm, I'm almost done. It was like, oh, cool. You've been gone all day long. Uh, it'd be really nice if you were present with us. And so we just d- decided that that was a friction pain point. And it makes so much sense. And, you know, we learned, okay. I wrap up phone calls before I walk into this door so that I can be fully present and slow down with my family. So I think this is just another example of intentionally slowing and and making sure that's a value. Absolutely. And it really sets the tone for the rest of the night that we get to spend Mm -hmm. together as a family. When you walk in and we get to tackle you and just kind of enjoy the rest of the night together. I think that's an easy way to put this into practice, just putting the phone away. (laughs) Right? Just the phone. Yeah. Just putting it away and really focusing on your spouse or your kids or whoever you're with Mm -hmm. really does communicate value. All right, another way that we can practice the rhythm of slowing, it can't always be scheduled, right? This also has to be something that we are cultivating, that habit that we're cultivating in our lives as well. So this is the hardest one for me (laughs) because (laughs) I can just get so lost in a project. I can get lost in all the things I'm trying to accomplish. You know, we have five kids. Um, With lots of activities running all over the place, it takes a lot of focus (laughs) to keep everyone alive and dressed and where they're supposed to be. And that is just a part of everyone's life. I get that. But I have noticed a tangible difference in the level of joy that I have in my life when I am trying to intentionally cultivate this habit of slowing down, of being present, of saying yes. 
one of the things we say in the book is that often the joy that we are lacking is hiding in the invitations all around us to slow down and enjoy the moment. This usually comes, at least to me, in the form of inconvenience. (laughs) And so I've learned that if I'm finding myself being inconvenienced, it's usually an opportunity for joy if I will only slow down and say yes to it. And it could be, you know, my toddler wanting me to come play pretend doctor with all of her dolls with her or make a batch of pretend cookies. Or it could be my spouse saying, hey, the kids are entertained or they're quiet. Let's go spend some time together. Not just praying. (laughs) Not (laughs) just for prayer. Prayer is (laughs) great. Or you know, pouring a glass of wine and going outside and taking in the sunset together. It could be anything, but usually I don't feel like it. But I always am glad that I said yes on the other side of it. So I have to choose in those moments to say yes to the opportunity in front of me to slow down and enjoy my people. I agree. I think a great way this plays out for us is obviously I'm a seven on the, on the Enneagram. Like I don't make reservations and plan dates out. <laughs> Far in advance. Ever, honestly. Usually it's spontaneous. Usually it's a spontaneous <laughs> slowing going, hey, you know what? The kids don't have any activities tonight. We have a 16-year-old who can watch them. I'm going to take you on a date. And your first response, you look at me and you're like going, how do I say no? Well, I think my brain just naturally (laughs) runs through all the things that I I have to do. And it's not that I don't, I wouldn't rather be with you. It's just that I can't, it's harder to silence all the things screaming at me that need to get done. But I'm fine with silencing all those things that are screaming in your, <laughs> in your head. Yes. And, and, and then what happens? We find ourselves at a dinner or a show or whatever we're going to do that night spontaneously. And you look at me typically and say what? We should do this more often. Yeah, you, yeah you, you're usually like, oh. Why don't we do this I, I more? I needed this, yeah. right? Why don't we do this more often? I think you just hit it on the head. I think that it doesn't feel like a need. Right In the moment, it feels like all these other things are more urgent. They have to get done. This can wait till later. But the truth is, we do need it. It's just not screaming at us as loud as all the other things on our to-do list. Yeah. And I think, you you know, for those who are perfectionists out there, like the house is never going to be clean enough. The dishes are always going to be... There's There's always more. There's always going to be more laundry to do. There's no end. There's always another activity. Yeah. And I think when when you find the freedom to be able to say no... Right? Like sometimes <laughs> slowing comes, you're going to have to say no to something. Right. Right. And and that's okay. You know, obviously it's not no to feeding your kids or shelter or whatever, right. but it's no to, okay, you know what? I can probably get to that tomorrow. Right. Because the yes that's sitting in front of me is so much more important. And again, that yes could be a, one day be a 16 year old right. versus, you know, a five year old going, will you color with me? five minutes before we go to bed oh, and, yeah. and pour that those credits into their proverbial emotional bank. It's, yeah. it's so important. Yeah. I have so many friends who are older moms uh, who have launched their kids and all of them always say to me, I miss the mess. When I'm like, oh my gosh, your house is so clean. It's so organized. They're like, I miss the mess. I miss the fingerprints on the windows. I miss the clothes everywhere. And it's hard for us that are in kind of like the very middle of it uh, to remember that. But Mm -hmm. it's so true. And it's a gift to be able to hold on to that perspective right right now when we're in the middle of those good old days and to treat them like they are. Yeah. So, hey, here's the deal. As we wrap up this episode, guys, we just want you to take a second and think about What can I do today to slow down, 
eliminate some hurry in my life, and ultimately step into the painting with my spouse. And it could be something as simple as saying, hey, let's grab a glass of wine and sit down. Let's do some coffee. Let's talk for five minutes. Let's just take a stroll around the block. Just look across and just take one step. We're not asking you to forsake the laundry and, and whatever chores you have to do and go on a big trip around the world. We're just saying right now, today, what's one little thing you can do in your life to see some results and just kind of breathe for a moment together, have a collective conversation, define what slowing looks like. I think you probably know if you've been married for any period of time, but it's always good to ask your spouse, what is slowing down? look like for you and what brings you life? What's the rhythm for us when it comes to slowing down? And I think you'll be surprised when you have that conversation, what kind of clarity comes out of that and how you guys can both be on the same page moving forward as you step into the rhythm of slowing down. Yeah, so be on the lookout this week for opportunities to step into the painting. If you're like me, you might be surprised at the moments you hear that little voice saying, hey, this is a moment. Put down the phone, put down the laundry, put down whatever it is you're doing and step into the painting, step into the moment of life right in front of you and enjoy it. So guys, we hope you enjoyed this week and every week that we've been walking through these rhythms from the book, The Rhythm of Us. We hope you will grab a copy if you haven't and um, come and find us and let us know how this journey is going for you. We would love to hear from you over at our website, therhythmofus.com, or you can find us on social media. So as always, it is an honor to do this with you guys week in and week out. And we've got two more rhythms in this series that are coming. So we hope you're ready. Hope you're buckled up and excited for that one. But with that being said, we're praying for you. We pray you have an awesome week and that you and your family are thriving and getting in rhythm. So we will catch you guys next time on the Rhythm Bus Podcast.